Hey there, horny listeners. We talk a lot about safety on this podcast, and that includes the importance of safe toys that are actually designed for sexual pleasure. Bunny Shop's carefully curated products are body safe and prioritize quality, aesthetics, and safety. Bunny Shop takes a boutique approach to shopping for adult toys, with a wide range from affordable gems to unique luxury items for all experience levels. What I like most about Bunny Shop is the approachability. They've created such a welcoming space, and none of it's dark, intimidating, or feels like it's gatekeeping. And if you like pink, they've got you covered. Bunny Shop also donates a percentage of all sales to a non-profit of your choice. Plus, they ship quickly and discreetly. Let go of your shyness and embrace your self-love journey with confidence. Save 20% off your order today when you use my code BIGTOP. Visit bunnyshop.com, that's B-U-N-N-Y-S-H-O-P-P-E.com. Spelt with two P's and an E at the end. Don't be shy, let your freak flag fly. You're terrible, Muriel. And welcome to The Big Top. I am your host, Barney, and welcome back to my conversation with Space Pup Silver. Today, we dive straight back into talking about media that affected us early on, including spooky horror films. I'm just going to read a short listener message today. This one is from at ButtPranks on Twitter. Uh, just discovered your podcast and I am so engrossed. Thank you so much for putting something together that is so considered and so nuanced and such an incredibly interesting deep dive into kink and more specifically niche kink or at least under-discussed kink. I feel like I'm at the pub having a beer with you while you chat and I love it. Ah, thank you for the kind words. That is exactly the vibe I'm going for. So, uh, mission accomplished, I guess. Uh, please keep sending your kinky stories to thebigtop.pod at gmail.com. That's thebigtop.pod at gmail.com and if you get the chance to rate and review this podcast you can have my spleen you just have to catch me first today the circus remains where it is and i invite you to join me as we go under the big top i also there was one that really actually fucking freaked me out it was the peter pan show there was just one episode where these mermaids like kidnap wendy put her in like a bubble and the air's being drained out of it and they're like she's gonna you're gonna turn into a mermaid but it was the way that they did it they were like forcibly turning her into a mermaid she's like i don't want this and they were like forcing it on her and there's something about the sadism that i just keep coming back to i'm i'm gonna gay this up okay. have you seen the episode of the aladdin animated show where he turns into a shark no <gasps> oh you're missing out so there's like this goddess that uh, or a evil witch that is the main villain in that and she really wants Aladdin to kind of like fall in love with her and he's like no I love Jasmine and so she's all like well what if I turned you into a shark then you'd just be my pet forever so then he t- she turns him into a shark that's cool I like the pet it's thing. on YouTube it's on YouTube. okay the thing that I've just sent to you is a song the music video for which these guys are dressed in full silicon uh, puppet suits to make themselves look like toy cowboys. And it is equal parts cool, weird, creepy, and hot. Like, oh, hot. Fucking hell. Right? Isn't that incredible? Uh, have you ever seen, um, there's a Duracell advert where they're dressed as giant plastic toys? No. Oh, honey. Okay, send me that in the Aladdin. Oh, honey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh, the other thing. So there was another Joker thing. Um, I think it was it's I think it was a Canadian show. I think it's called Are You Afraid of the Dark or something, where like a jester would laugh at people and then they would it, it was like Joker gas, but they would like have blue slime. Oh wow. Okay, that Jerusalem ad is is basically same idea as the um uh, I think clearly one company was getting a lot of business at this time. Clearly. But what's really interesting about that is how they have the big battery compartments on them. Oh my god. I mean, I have a tattoo on my back of a battery compartment just because I really like that toy visual. I fucking love that. Also, like, falling in the cake when your battery's low. Wow, not the cake, the spaghetti, whatever. Um, have you ever heard of Max Headroom? <sighs> yes. Yeah, yeah. It's that same kind of visual of plastic people. Okay, well, okay, I need to, like, I... I... <sighs> As as much as these things are really hot, they're like there's also like dredging up like childhood trauma. Okay, I've got some. I now that I'm thinking about them. Okay, the pet thing actually, the Aladdin pet thing has made me think of Teen Titans 
had an episode that really affected me where there was this alien who was like a big kind of man baby. It was like mm-hmm. this kind of stupid, you know, it was wearing like a onesie, but it came to Earth and it had a dog who was really clever, but was green and it confused Beast Boy for mm-hmm. its dog. And it chained Beast Boy up like a dog and then would like zap him with a shot collar to make him change into animals to entertain him. And just that whole thing, being forced to be a pet, being forced to entertain, being zapped. And also there's kind of, I guess, like an AB thing as well, like being a toy belonging to like a childish... Very much... Also, Teen Titans had a lot. Teen Titans had a forced regression episode where like this witch... Turns them all into babies. It had hypnosis as well. Could Matt because of um, Mad, Mad Mod. Mod? Fuck Mad Mod. The hypnosis. There's that scene where uh, Beast Boy is being forced to stare at a spiral oh, on a screen. I love like, it. Oh, I thought that only happened in fetish porn. <laughs> yeah, he's drooling, and then every like he's so susceptible to it. So every time there's a spiral, he's like, and he has a dunce cap. And oh. also Mumbo, the magician, would like transform them into all kinds of stuff. But yeah, on the um forced to be a pet for someone. Again, on this topic of me feeling very gentrified and kink at the moment, Uh there's this big thing where, um, I've spoken about it a lot before, actually, of being a sex dog, being a puppy, has transformed quite a lot in the past 10 years where originally the whole being a dog thing was exclusively this idea of you were a dog for a master handler. Yeah. Whereas now, because dog has are so easy to get... People just put a dog hood on, they call themselves a puppy, yeah. and then they play with other puppies. Mm-hmm. For me, my interest in dog play is exclusively the idea of a master and a dog. Oh, really? And lately, I've really been trying to push more this um, kink of my own where a dog is very much an accessory for a handler. It's there to enhance I see. their visual power, and I'm very into that. I like the thing you do, which is that the sex dogs are coming to get you. They're going to make you one of them. That The one of us thing. The Clone Zone did a shoot where this guy's being like mauled by puppies. That was a Mr. S shoot, actually. Clone oh. Zone have it on one of their windows at the yes, moment, I think. Yes, they do. But it's Mr. S shoot, and um, I basically revived that in the public consciousness because it only appeared in like one email newsletter back in like 2017, and I saved those images, and I've been sharing them since. It's so... It's because he also ends up getting turned into a dog, yeah. which I love. And I remember they there was a porn once where like the dogs maul the mailman and fucking whatever. But I like the transformation. I like we're bringing you down to our level and making you a mutt like us. So I I like pup play for the handler dynamic with the pup. I also like it for the dynamics between the pups. I also like it as kind of a droney like join us kind of thing nefarious like we're going to turn you into to something for me lately i've been punishment too i've been trying to chisel away more the specifics of each fetish character myself in terms of what makes this thing different from this other thing Mm -hmm. because when you go out to the fetish scene dogs and drones are very similar in terms of the dynamics that you see that's why when i am drawing them lately i'm trying to think of like what makes this thing this specific thing and that's why i focus so heavily lately on the master slave dynamic mm. whereas drones are a lot more free range well i guess there is also a social element to pop play in that yeah anyone can get a hood and then come and there's uh, there's anonymity there's so many different things there's so many different avenues you can come at it with just now at pride i did full clown face but i had a puppy with me who kind of wanted that anonymity and i was like okay great well i'm gonna make you wear my pup hood which is like clown colors and i put a big red nose on the end so you're like a cartoon clown dog and i'm gonna dress you up like a big baby clown i appreciate the success arising right (laughs) (laughs) no because i'm so bored of yeah. the Mr. S neoprene dog hood. It's really causing me a lot of irritation lately. Well, mine's a rough stuff that I designed as, like, kind of looking like a clown face. So, also, I love Goofy, and I love Goofy's proportions. The big mm. snout with the bulbous nose on the end. And so putting that on, I was I like, this is perfect. I love, I love a fucking snoot, especially if they squeak or honk. But you know what? Doing clown face takes fucking forever. So I like the mask. I really want to talk about the neoprene hood though. Oh yeah? The Mr. S one? Yeah, it's just it's really been irritating me lately. Just I keep using the word gentrify, because that's how I've been feeling recently. Cause um I've seen loads of photos of the new Pride ones. just gone. Yeah. And like 
80% of the people there were just dogs wearing that hood. Yeah. And I'm finding it really annoying. <laughs> I'm not going to like kink shame anyone, but just like as a person who's like very into my visuals, yeah, yeah. Fetish, seeing just this sea of people all wearing the same thing, it's um, irritating me on the grounds of, as I was saying earlier about content creation and OnlyFans yes. and this whole idea of um, popular fetish as a concept. Well, yeah, just to that point, that was the first thing I got was a cheap one of those online. So I do also understand that a lot of people trying it for the first time, you want to feel anonymous, you want to see what it's like to be out in public, and you don't have a lot of like gear. So I, I understand that that's a waypoint for a lot of people. And I imagine for a lot of people, that's what it was is like, Oh, this is all I have. No, I totally get that. However, I love color. So yeah, like now I'm like, I cannot, I cannot wear that hood next to everybody else. This, it's gotta be is, something. This is actually a bigger issue than just that though. It's the case of capitalism in kink now, where mm. like obviously Mistress has the stranglehold of fetish gear, which is why I said earlier about fast fetish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. idea of you can now just go to a store and buy stuff. Whereas in the past, People would often make stuff or they'd have to like go a long way to find this very specific thing. They would get it custom made by other people. There was a lot of creativity with how you were expressing your kink. And it's a thing I'm really looking into at the moment in terms of independent play outside of events where people are really exploring their kinks for themselves. And that's why I'm really irritated with the neoprene dog hoods because it's kind of going against my ethos at the moment of just you know finding out what makes you tick mm-hmm. and it's become more a case of i've drawn it before as well the puppy starter pack well it's funny because the the puppy starter pack is such a thing because it's now commodified because it's yeah, now yeah. that's what you sell there was a time when that was niche and i feel like abdl is kind of the one that's coming up people are getting into that more and are being like oh we could just sell stuff like that and people will buy it uh-huh, there is always yeah. the next thing and it used to be you know just like leather or whatever and then i think also rubber has become recently i think our generation is much more into rubber than leather oh yeah no definitely but still the idea of what fetish looks like in quotes was kind of the tom of finland leather man and i think for me growing up it's the pup it's the mr s pup hood yeah yeah Do you know what i mean but, um i think which actually makes me really happy whenever i'm feeling particularly irritated about it is i go and look at old photos of Folsoms from the past. Oh, yeah. Uh, Even just from like the past 10 years, because if you look at what people were photographing, they're only ever photographing the kooky stuff that they see. Cool. And because like dogs have become so commonplace. Yeah. You don't see that many photos of them because they're just everywhere. Whereas there's loads of kooky shit that people do photograph because it's like, oh my God, I've not seen that before. My favorite thing when I go to Folsom at the moment is I'm always looking for the Canadian Mounties. Mm, yeah they're fun because there's like just i think there are just two guys who go and dress up as canadian mounties every year and it's like playing where's wally <laughs> i feel like it must be now a few people because i saw them last year at Folsom berlin and so unless it is literally just two guys i want to believe it's just two guys <laughs> i've seen other people with canadian mountie suits uh recently i can't remember what their name is but there's an instagram i follow where they got a leather mountie uniform made oh love i'm getting into leather finally Lately, I've really just been enjoying outfits for the sake of the the original outfit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have a leather clown suit now, so. <laughs> but it's so um. I think which happens is when you speak to a rubber fetishist, and they keep being like, "Oh, that's really hot," but what if it was in rubber? Oh, whatever. And I get so irritated by it. Rubber so, feels um, horrible. Sorry. This year, uh, at Manxbound, for example, I gave myself a challenge where every month I go there, I'm going to dress as a different sports character. Okay, fun. Different sports mm-hmm. each month, just because I've got a lot of gear, and it's this case of I want to tie up people i want to be comfortable i want to be able to move sports gear is great for that that's what it's designed yeah. for yeah, for yeah. you to be able to move yeah. and that's been a great challenge because it's been this case of i've really had to think about what i want to look like mm-hmm. and it's meant, meant that i've went and bought a few of the outfits i've always wanted for example a baseball outfit mm-hmm. always wanted one very cool i've only ever really seen people at fetish events wearing rubber baseball outfits yeah but i love the, the cotton thing. look well, it's also, yeah, I love the cotton look because I, I like things that are not going to make me sweat, that are like not gooey to the touch. And also the original thing, it's like when you see an American football outfit, I guess that's already kind of exotic here, but like, I don't know, there's something very cool about it. Uh, I, I mean, it's like seeing the Power Rangers when they're out and about and it's like, that's cool. 
But do you know what? If you were just in Lycra instead of a rubber Power Ranger, I would think that's possibly even cooler. Yeah, it's cosplay. It's great. Yeah. It's so much sexier to fetishize something which is real. Yes. So in terms of like... Wait, what do you mean by that? In terms of like the baseball outfit, when someone gets it done in rubber, that's now a sex outfit. Yes, yeah, yeah. Whereas when I get a real baseball outfit and I'm fetishizing the fuck out of it, I'm bastardizing it. And that feels so much more powerful to me. (laughs) Yeah, I see what you mean. I'm way more into that because it's like, there's this thing with bondage, which I'm really turned on by, where people are just tied up in their regular clothes because it's the narrative of they've been kidnapped or they've just stumbled into this thing. Whereas when they dress fully up in their best... And they get tied up. It's like, okay, this is obviously part of the scene. They've discussed all this. But it's back to that non-consent thing. There's just that underlying uh-huh. thing of... Ooh. Well, I love casual kink. Okay, I, I'm sorry. I have to pee so bad. I'm just going to pause this for a second. Okay, that piss was massive. Ugh, great. Dude, I could talk about kink with you all day. Um, okay, yes, on that note, that is what I like about... Like, I think clown costumes circus makeup ring like that to me is so sexy the you know and now i have my rubber clown thing i have my leather clown thing but that to me is more like an event that's like out and about social here's this look that i have that's cool and colorful and i want to show it off it's not to me sexier in fact it's i'd say like less sexy than than the real thing which is what turns me on and so when people do quote unquote sexy clowns i'm like you've made it less fun okay so a big example of this for me is when people wear a rubber spider-man outfit uh spider-man i love spider-man i've really come around to how hot spider-man and deadpool well there was a big um conversion the other year where everyone was fucking buying a spider-man suit i think it was like the second year of uh the pandemic yeah everyone just suddenly had one (laughs) then followed by that was wetsuits um but with spider-man as a rubber outfit i hate it I I get the appeal of it, but it's that thing again of I like knowing that it's meant to be a lycra outfit. Yeah. So like I'm fucking Spider Man. Yeah. The only thing that's rubber is Venom. Venom can be rubber. Right, because he's meant to be gloopy. I mean, that's the thing. I don't like the. There are people who like the sensation of rubber. So obviously for them, it's like the look and the feel. I understand that that combo is like making it sexy and hot for them, but I don't. I'm not that. Like, I want it to be the real deal. On an outfit, I'd really like to try. You know the Scooby-Doo movie? Do I know the Scooby-Doo movie? Are you kidding me? It's like the best movie in the world. It's like my favorite movie. Wait, which one? my favorite movie. Which one specifically? The live-action Scooby-Doo? The live-action one. one. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yes, Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince Jr. Are you fucking kidding me? so good. I try and watch it every year, but my partner refuses. (laughs) I do watch it every year. It's actually, so... I like Monsters Unleashed. I know it's, like, not as good, but... It's also good that uh, the scene with the potions and the transformations. Not my favorite. Mine is. I love it. Every fight scene with Daphne is my childhood. Anyway, we're getting off topic. Anyway, no. So the outfit I really want to wear wear is the Phantom Clown from the very start of it. <gasps> yes, that is another I, one I for don't me. That was see enough of that kind of clown. You know, the full body, roughly one. Piero, yeah, yeah. Um, I love that. I love it. Okay, so, so he has a name in it. Um, he is, he's the Lunar Ghost. And it always bothered me that they don't say that he's a clown when he clearly is. They're like, oh, the Lunar Ghost. But that outfit was so I odd. love that. Big, poofy, roughly. It's just so loud. Loud. Yeah. I can, I can just imagine being in that and walking around and you kind of, you want to have more of a jolliness to you because yeah. it's so poofy and you want to make everything move. Right. And you you also kind of have to because it's so big. You have to sort of do bigger movements and you can't escape the fact that you look silly. It's again that thing of I like things that aren't leather and rubber because they have different dynamics to how they move. Yes. Yeah. For example, um, I have these football pads. And when I wear them, I feel so wide. And the way that I move changes entirely because of the shape change. I, yeah. No, I, I totally get that. I also like that clowning, clowning is an art, sort of first and foremost. So it's one of those weird things where actually there is a lot to draw on in the theatricality of it, which is quite unique for a kink. There's like, a you know, there's a, there's a whole well of, you know, law and culture and 
you can play around with a lot of that stuff, like the different type of clown. You know, there's different makeups for different statuses of uh-huh. clown. And clowning is all about having a higher and a lower status clown. So you normally have the white face who's like the smart one. And then the dumb, the Dumbo, the stooge is like the, the August or the character clown. And that kind of thing is like, or the, I mean, the character clown can be kind of anything can be kind of a wild card but like jesters i really would love to work with you at some point because i want to do a project together i'm too excited to even make words yes please oh my god i want to do that so bad are you kidding me let's fucking do it no but like seriously i'm like i know all about the different visuals for a clown and i would really like to do some kind of photo project with it i would so 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 love to do that with you that would be so much fun call my agent Okay, I'll get in touch. My people will. <laughs> You'll hear from my people. My no, people it's, being. It's just, it's, it's, I'm so horny for visuals. Yes. I've said before when people ask me what kind of fetishist I am, I say that I'm a visual kinkster because what turns me on is what I can see. Yeah. So particularly, I'm a bondage top usually. I mm-hmm. do like getting tied up as well, but primarily I like being the top because it means that I get to enjoy seeing someone squirm, seeing someone tie up. I get to put together the scene because it's kind of like making art. You like, I have this image in my head and I want to mm-hmm. make it happen in front of me because See, I enjoy the visual. I have learned that I really like being the subject. I really like being fussed over, manhandled, posed, mm-hmm. dressed up, transformed, directed, like being, I like to be the Ken doll and for you to cover me in the art, like create the, mm-hmm. <sighs> now I'm horny. Like, I like the idea of being the subject, but because I'm so creatively charged, it's like, I'm only going to be satisfied if I have every (laughs) single bit of this under my control. Fuck yes. I love clothing control. I love the idea of, and I've done this actually, like, arriving and you're like, okay, let's strip you of all your identity. This is, you're just this thing now, and I'm going to dress you up like this, and I'm going to make you do this. Well, that's basically what's going to happen to me in October. <gasps> what's happening in October? I'm going to see Brizzy Comics <gasps> in America. And I'm going there for a full week, and that's basically what a the full plan week. Is. Oh my god, dude. Okay, so Brizzy Comics was like a huge part. I'm of only my... taking a um, carry-on luggage thing. <laughs> well, you'll need. Which um, is basically all going to be in. The only thing in there is going to be any accessories he specifically has asked me to bring. Okay, but, uh, he's getting full control over me. That's so fucking hot. He recently did a thing where he got clowned and pied, and I was like, fucking finally. Uh, that was such a formative thing for me, was his his stuff. He, I don't even think he understands just how many people he so has influential. inspired with his weirdness. I've talked to him Everything all I the do time is, about it, of yeah. just like how specifically because of what he did with his hypnosis stuff, <sighs> it was never sex. It was always yeah. just focused well, on Well, I was play. never interested in sex anyway. So like the playing of it, the scene. And I loved the egregiousness, like that you're going to be this, he would be so up for anything. It's like, I'm going to turn you into a clown. And I was like, that was so exciting to me. And even just the toy soldier or the puppet or uh, that to me was so, so, so exciting. Making you march, making you salute, whatever it was. I fucking love that. I would love to spend a week just under his control. He, I am right now going to insist that you clown around. He has to turn you into a clown. Oh, he plans to. He plans to. Fuck yeah. Again, I'm I'm very much flying over there and giving him full consent yes. to do whatever he likes because we're going to be having a lot of hypnosis fun while we're there as well. I've had I've had really awful hypnosis um, experience in the past. Yeah, it's traumatized me. Oh, I'm which, sorry. Um, this whole hypnosis boot camp vacation is kind of this huge thing that I'm doing actually to get over my own trauma. Fuck yeah, that's awesome. I'm sure you're going to have an amazing time because he's a brilliant hypnotist. Mm-hmm. I really, really, really want to be put under. I've never really been able... I've I've been working at it to get myself there, but it's all about trust and the person and being Oh, able- no, absolutely. I really want to experience it, though. And I, I would love to do what you're doing, actually, just spend a week with someone. Well, that's why I'm really... so excited about it, because I don't believe in MP3 hypnosis. I understand. There is I a, find there... MP3 hypnosis for most people to be exclusively roleplay. It is, but there is an element of it that you can um, use as an induction. Like you no, can no, no. Use I it get how it can be yourself. used. Yeah, but but that's it. In terms of what hypnosis is, it's it's again this whole fast fetish thing that I keep bringing up, mm. where everyone wants to be able to experience fetish as quickly as they can, independently in their own time, 
without anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and MP3 hypnosis kind of frames that for me quite well, where it's like, I'm going to listen to this thing and become a cow. Mm. Where I call it fast fetish in the function of fast food, because it's like, yes, you can do that. It might work, but it doesn't mean it's going to be any good. Yeah. Whereas when you find a hypnotist who really clicks with you and is able to make those dreams happen, it's incredible. Dude, I'm so jealous. But it's the same thing with any master-slave relationship as well. Yes. Where it's like, you've just got to find that other person. It's a vetting process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be so much fun. But because of the world we live in right now where everyone wants to experience fetish all the time, it's created this culture of fast fetish where people are just like, I'm going to pretend. Yeah, yeah. I'm so jealous. Okay, there is something I, I want to talk about, and it is, it's all related. I was just saving this one. You and Robbo spoke about cartoons and things. I listened to that episode, obviously. And um, so Digimon is like... Are you my... talking about Pietmon? Dude, his name's Piedmon. Oh, okay. I, I, see it, <laughs> I see it spelled with a D and sometimes with a T. Uh, no, it's spelled with a D. He's okay. Paimon in the Japanese. He's Piedmon in okay. uh, the English. I don't know why they changed that. But he... So Digimon is my like first and only true love. Like I'm obsessed with Digimon. And the, so Piedmon shows up basically at the very end. He's one of uh he's one of the Dark Masters and he's the last of them and like the most powerful. And so you don't see much of him, but he's kind of this creepy jester. And I'm already like invested in in this show and, and these characters. And when it gets to the fucking end, his is the most terrifying battle because he destroys them. Like he decimates them one by one, laughing creepily by turning each of them into keychains. I've drawn it before. I've drawn a parody of that before just because it's so hot. Oh my God, please send it to me. I'm going to redraw it soon as well. Please send it to me because (laughs) I'm so obsessed with Digimon that like, so this was like really weird for me because I was... As a kid, so conflicted. I was so creeped out. I was so scared of him, but then also really wanted to see what happened. And it's not until later on, like that aesthetic, he's kind of this like jester. He's sort of got like a whole um, deck of cards thing going on. And none of that really is my sort of clown aesthetic. He's he's kind of pointy and spooky. But yeah, I I think there is something that was really... And and, and, like gleefully turning them into keychains one by one as he chases them through his creepy circus until literally it's just two of them left and it's like the young ones the kids and only one of their digimon left like it's it is such a frightening setup anyway there's loads of like stakes but like the fact that it's a clown doing it i don't know there's there's something about it that really like fucking stuck with me and he's not the only one so another one of the dark masters is puppetmon who literally looks like a puppet He's like Wooden and Pinocchio and he was fucking creepy and he just wanted friends, but he would like control them with like a remote control and he could also control them with strings and I want to be puppeted on strings so fucking badly. There's also a scene where he, um, one of his attacks is just farting, like a, a green dust cloud. And that to me is also like, there's so many little, actually Digimon had a forced regression scene in the movie, the Golden Digieggs one, there's... Um... Yeah, the movie's actually really fucking bizarre, I don't know if you know much about it. I know loads about it, it's Like super the weird. original movies, Japanese ones? Yep. Oh, it's just such a Frankenstein of a movie, I love it. It's, it's yeah, the, the, they're basically dubbed three in one and, and, and the last one just shouldn't have been there, but that, that's the one where the Digimon turns back time for them and they get younger and younger. And there is kind of like a creepy element to that, that I never really thought about. Cause also that Digimon is kind of circusy. Maybe this is why I love horror films. I'm sorry. I'm just like thinking now, cause I hated them as a child. They were way too scary. I have such an active imagination that every shadow, every reflection, I would have to talk out loud to, you know, to invisible people in the dark to just like, stop myself being so afraid. I would have terrible nightmares. Movies would like keep me up. Sometimes I still do, you know, sometimes I'm still like afraid of the dark or of of my own shadow or of my own reflection or deep bodies of water when it's dark. It's stuff like that. Like I just imagine what's in there. And I wonder if now I love horror films because there is something exciting about being scared. And I wonder if all these wires are crossed and actually my rejection of the horror clown. hmm. I want to get into this, but I really need to pee now too. So if you want to pause it. (laughs) Ha ha, go pee. Go pee, go pee, go pee. Okay, so horror. Yeah. Want to get into it because I avoided horror for absolute years. Didn't go anywhere near it. 
really freaked me out. I was like, I I was pre scared of it, so I didn't go near it. Yep. Yeah. Then um, recently, since moving to Manchester, around October, we get together for like four weeks of the year, just for October, where we'll watch a bunch of horror movies. And lately, we've been really trying to hit on classics, which we avoided. Like, the just ones we know all about, because they've been parodied all, all over the place, but we've never seen them. Things like The Exorcist. Oh my god, The Exorcist. I thought you were going to say, like, Dracula. Because that's fantastic. No, I would really like to watch some of the uh, Bram. No, not Bram Stoker. Who's who is Dracula? Um, uh, my friend, um, uh, Bella Lugosi. No, not him. There's another one. Bella Lugosi. No, it's Bella Lugosi. No, there's there's another actor who was kind of like in a bunch of horror movies. It's Bella Lugosi. Um, it's Bella Lugosi. No, it's not the name I'm thinking of. Mystery. Vincent Price. Oh. oh, 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 oh. Well, you should go watch the Bella Lugosi. <laughs> but no, uh, Vince Price was, had, was in like a heck of a lot of uh, campy horror Yeah, stuff. he was. I've never seen any of it. Okay, Vincent Price is good. All of that original stuff is good. Uh, the Invisible Man, The Mummy, The... Um... Yeah, no, not the films we watch when we do horror. We've been watching things like uh, the Exorcist and uh, Hellraiser. Fab. Hellraiser is so, the first one, so good. We only watched the first one. Um, we watched. I watched Alien for the first time in like the past Alien, three years. Fantastic, freaked me out. As a Incredible. Kid. One of my now so favorite good. films. Okay. So good. I was so, so thrilled that um, during the pandemic, when the cinemas were unable to show new stuff, they started showing old stuff. I got to go to the cinema yes. to watch Alien for the first. Oh, that's so like, cool. I didn't okay. watch it the first time. I watched it at home for the first time. But I got to go see it in the cinema. And, oh my god, totally I've, different experience. I have so many recommendations. Incredible. We're also in a horror renaissance now, where good horror films are being made, and it's very. Have you seen any of the modern like Hereditary, Midsummer? Midsummer is amazing. No. Nope. Okay. All very I've good. I've not seen any of that because I know that. Um, oh, all of Jordan that... Peele's stuff is also fantastic. Yeah, him. I've not seen any of his films yet, but everyone tells me how good they are. Very good. Very good. We also watched uh, The Thing for the first time. The last Thing year. is fantastic. The oh original, my god! I so am. Good. I was freaking the fuck out. Watching Isn't it? That the Isn't it? Visuals were insane. And when like the, the paranoia. Grows, oh. when the head grows. The um, and practical like. effects. Oh okay, here's what God. you have to watch. So first of all, Aliens, great watch. sequel. I've seen the whole Alien. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So I've then... just not seen any of the new ones. Yeah, I've only know. seen the first four. Uh, Prometheus, it gets stupid. Um, the other one that's really good is um, Hellraiser Two. Is actually good. It then gets a bit stupid. Evil Dead, because I love comedy horror. So this year, this year we were talking about Evil what Dead we were Two. Start the watching, and I said I really want to watch the Evil Dead films because I hear they're fairly campy. It's insanely campy, like Tomato Blood. Yes. The, so the e- Evil Dead Two is one of my favorite horror films. I would say after that, like Army of Darkness gets a bit too campy and silly. Uh, two years ago, we were watching uh, the Elm Streets. Oh, so I think good. we got like Dang, five dumb. in. Yeah. Oh wow, you got deep five into Elm four. Street. Did you the Dream Warriors? That's pretty fucking bad. Uh, what was the one after Dream Warriors? Uh, there, there was only uh two bits of Elm Street that freaked me the fuck out. Yeah, toothpaste. Stairs. One was I think it was the. I think it was the second one where the there's actually a puppet thing where the guy had his arteries kind of like pulled out of his body as yes. puppet strings. Yes, that was freaky as fuck. That was freaky. Uh, in the same film, there was the thing where the where um, Freddy tied a guy to a to sh- uh, some showers with some uh, jump oh, rope. Oh yes, yeah. Oh, so hot. I actually did buy some jump rope <laughs> straight after watching that, and I've still not tied anyone up with it, but I want to. Okay, the one that's also good is um. Oh, Poltergeist has a, a clown puppet in it. Let me just finish on Elm Street, because that was the other thing which freaked me out. Yeah. Which I think might have been Dream Warriors, or the one after that, where the girl turns into a cockroach. Oh, that is body horror. Oh my god, it's I actually so had intense. to hide behind a pillow. Yes, yes. I was like, no, no, I don't know, no, I can still hear it. Uh, 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 oh. Yeah, that was actually horrifying. Amazing practical effects. Again, I love no, Incredible, because that was like pre-CGI is a major thing. Yeah. You do have to applaud the filmmakers for just totally insanity. Okay, have you seen Scream? Because Scream is incredible. I've pretty much all one. of them. Okay, pretty much all of them are good. Scream 3, not amazing, but pretty much all of them are fucking good. Really good. Like, honestly, I know what I, you did last summer. I, even, I have seen that, yes. But I applaud I also all the scary movie films, just as incredible parody. 
they actually haven't aged very well. I rewatched them. It's a bit like White No, Chains. they're very 2000s, yeah, but I kind of 2000s. love that campiness of it. Like, how badly they've aged, it's great. <laughs> Obviously... I don't want... With them, I don't want great cinema. I just want to be like, I know what I'm... I know what that's talking you know about. What, yeah. Because there's um, that thing in Scary Movie 1 where the sheriff's hat keeps getting bigger. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Incredible. <laughs> I mean... Obviously, you've got to do Halloween. You've got to do Friday the 13th. Classics. Obviously, they get kind of terrible. Oh, Predator's kind of fun. It's not one that's interesting me, but it's because I don't like uh, war movies. Yeah, war's not so great. But Prey is the new one, which is good. The closest I've got to watching Predator is... Uh, do you watch Star Trek? No, but I think I will. <laughs> Because I've been told I would like it so much. And... There's this uh, really long single episode of Star Trek Voyager where they basically do a Predator parody. And it's one of my least favorite episodes <laughs> of Star Trek. Anyway, on the horror thing and the whole being horny <gasps> oh, for horror, I want Shit, wait, sorry. Modern horror film? You want to watch a good modern horror film? Malignant. That shit is brilliant on every level. I know I think Lee Winnell was involved. I know at the moment um, underground horror movies are really making a big comeback just because people yes. are a bit exhausted with mainstream Suspiria. cinema. Hello, Suspiria. Okay. But, uh, I want to talk about being horny for horror. Horny for horror. Okay. Um, before you tell me about being horny for horror, YouTube channel, you should watch Dead Meat. Do you watch Dead Meat? I don't know what that is. Okay. I'm just going to quickly send it to you. Uh, you want to watch The Kill Count because it is... It's just a YouTube channel, but basically this guy loves horror films and he counts how many kills. It's just whatever, but he basically just talks about the filmmaking and it's a great way to... I love like watching him. He basically sort of reviews the film and the whole filmmaking process, but in a fun way, like talking about all the kills that happen in it. And if you haven't, it's a good way to also sample stuff. If you don't mind some spoilers, it's a good way to be like, oh, that looks good. I'll go watch it. Because that's mm. what I did with Malignant. And fuck, Malignant's great. Okay, tell me about being horny for horror. Uh, a film I've not watched, but really freaked me out when I went to look at it because I loved the concept of it was House of Wax. Oh, that shit's scary. Yeah, but that that whole concept, because we've been talking about a lot of being turned into an object, being a plaything. The whole idea of being turned into a wax figure really fucking freaky but also hot um but on that one where i've seen the visual of the guy trying to peel the wax off him and then his flesh is coming with it and oh it is a horror film <laughs> yeah okay i'm going to recommend yeah that's um uh jared padalecki that's super fucking creepy i'm gonna spitball a couple of things at you one is the firefly trilogy rob zombie films if you like that shit it is intense it is horrifying um Captain Spaulding is technically a clown, but I don't like really horror clowns. But yeah, there is a lot of, um, let's just say there's a very horrifying taxidermy scene <laughs> in, in that ilk. You'll know what I mean when you see Fish Boy. That really fucking traumatized me. There's also <laughs> um, Tusk. Now, I recommend, it, it depends. If you are sort of not so squeamish in the body horror thing you can handle, Maybe go into it blind, but I do recommend Googling Tusk because before you watch it, because it is basically Justin Long gets kidnapped by an insane man who slowly turns him into a walrus. And when I say turns him into a walrus, I know the film. You I've know not the film. seen it, but I've seen clips. Oh my God. Just slowly grafts skin, tusks, sews his legs together. Like, oh, I think cuts off the leg. It's, oh, here's a great one X. X is a really, really good horror film. Came out quite recently. And they've already made a sequel, which is like a prequel. Mia Goth. Fab stuff. Okay, enough about horror. <laughs> Back no, to it, porn. <laughs> it's this thing, though, where I'm so fascinated by body mod in general. Yeah. Whether it be fantasy, horror, or real life stuff, because I'm really interested in people who do, like, silicone. Mm. I know it's dangerous. I know all about that. But it's still fascinates me so much growing up i remember specifically on bbc3 and channel 4 here in the uk mm -hmm. um there were so many documentaries about penis enlargement yeah yeah and it was like people chopping out fat from their ass to stick it in their dick and it was just like i don't know why those documentaries stopped but they did because <laughs> now like there's so many different ways you can enhance your penis not doing it that way but um they just they really impacted my pre-adolescent brain to just be fascinated with how much people can change their bodies. Plastic surgery in general. Yeah. It's just fascinating. I do often fantasize about like just becoming a clown. Like just being like, I would like you to implant 
insane things into me and give me a clown face with a honking nose permanently. But it is that absolute permanence of it. I mean, yeah. uh, recently I was talking no with Jason Juress on Twitter about jaw um, injections because there's oh. these um, subdermal, like it's it's non-invasive. They kind of like put okay. something akin to silicone in your jaw. Uh-huh. And it makes it square as fuck, so you oh, get God. you get fully chattified. And like, because it's a walk in walk out procedure, is that permanent? It happens all on the same day. No, it goes down after like um, okay. three years. Three years? Yeah, that's pretty fucking permanent. Because it like your body just eventually dissolves it. Whoa. But that idea of like that kind of semi permanent transformation permanent. in your face, and like just that instant machoism that comes with it. Both me and him Ridiculous. were just getting moist looking at like <laughs> um doctor before and after testimonials. Okay, we were looking all over for them. Speaking of things that affected you, talk to me about your starter shows. What were the things that? Um, okay, I've actually written down a list just on this uh, clown sticker, actually, that came with my red nose. <laughs> Your red nose factory one. Okay, it put was, that away because I'm afraid of stickers. Um, oh, yeah, you are. I am. <laughs> have, you but, told, um, have you spoken about that on this show? Yes, I have. <laughs> um, I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but red nose factory are fucking fantastic. My interests, like in terms of what I consider my starter stuff, it changes based on what day it is and what I remember. Uh-huh. Because memory is always in flux. You just don't remember things in the correct order ever. Just like Eon. I don't. You seen Eon Flux? No. I know the. F- don't. I know the name of the film, but I've never nope. seen it. No, 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 no. Don't, don't even bother. Anyway, with the film. so don't even bother with the film. The original cartoon. Fantastic. But yeah, in terms of what my original kink starter points are, mm-hmm. the reason I do my podcast on TV shows and cartoons is because I relate so much with knowing that what I watched as a kid turned me into the person I am today. Because it got me hooked on all these different weird concepts. Mm-hmm. So uh, I wrote down six different starter points. Okay, hit me. Uh, uh, we were talking about Totally Spies at some point. God knows how yes. you're going to edit this. But yep. um, <laughs> you jumped, of course, into the clown stuff. Uh-huh. Clown stuff is not what interested me about Totally Spies. There was this uh-huh. one episode called Super Nerd Much, where the nerd character in it called Arnold came across this magic golden ring with an emerald in it, uh-huh. which allowed him to steal people's coolness. <laughs> so he would put the ring on, point it at someone, and just absorb all their coolness. And that would mean that if they were like a buff jock, suddenly their hair would become frizzy and they would lose all their muscles. And he, the nerd, would gain all of it. <laughs> okay. So he was just going through Beverly Hills, absorbing everyone's coolness, becoming this ultra suave, oh. muscular giant. <laughs> I and... love that coolness is here dictated as physical traits yeah like it's an actual thing as yeah. opposed to that confidence or something it's like no no it's cool to have muscles in the <laughs> yeah no, exactly that that's like totally spies is batshit crazy Jesus. but it's so goofy and i love it but um yeah so as he's absorbing people's coolness he becomes like addicted to it and he's like no i gotta uh-huh. keep absorbing i gotta keep getting cooler yeah. and he becomes a super villain in his own right and he absorbs like the spies coolness and just like it just stuck in my head so much because it was just that whole power flip of a nerd becoming <laughs> the powerful one Super nerd much, Google it. It's great. It impacted my brain so much because it was just that total power exchange thing. I love the theme of trait theft and trait uh, exchange. Yes. Where someone's best feature becomes someone else's and you just see it sucked out of them. Just, ooh, yes. <laughs> this is this is insane. <laughs> I like that it affects their, yeah, like traits. I mean, their fashion sense. They have totally different haircuts. <laughs> uh-huh. Sam's version of not being cool is to have short hair. Like what? <laughs> oh no, it's just like okay, it's so weird. Yeah, that episode it just did things to me. Uh, another one that was in that was um, it might be called like Super Muscles or um, the idea of it was there were these uh, energy protein bars that m- muscular gym guys would eat and then it would turn them into absolute mindless hulks. Love. Love. And again, it's just that thing of forced transformation because they were like absolute muscle brutes that didn't have any power over their own brain. Hot. Uh, next thing on my list is Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the animated show. Okay. Which is why my uh, fursona is called Harvey because it's based on Harvey from Sabrina, but specifically because of this one episode of the cartoon called Harvezilla. Okay. Where Harvey wants to join the wrestling team. And Sabrina's like, oh no, you're too wimpy. I will cook up a potion to make you a muscle guy. 
And so he <laughs> takes this potion and then through the episode, he goes from being like this eight year old to like a 25 year old muscle stud. <laughs> but like he's joined a wrestling team of other eight year olds. So it, like he really stands out. But mm-hmm. again, he becomes addicted to this potion. He's like, no, I, I need to get bigger. I'm not strong enough yet. And then he turns into Godzilla. <laughs> I love Monster of the Week stuff. That's I like, love it too. Yeah, and just it, silly. It's a thing which has kind of died out trophy. a little bit as people want to do um, long form stories. Yeah, yeah. You don't get that same episodic feel of yeah. You don't get the same freedom in a story of being like, we can destroy the city in this episode. It won't matter because next week it'll be back to normal. Yeah, yeah. There's too much continuity now to have that kind of fun. <laughs> but no, that was a really big one. I'm actually getting. Um, Someone on Instagram messaged me saying they were getting a um, custom singlets made. Oh. And they were like, would I like one? And would I be happy exchanging some art for a custom one? I was like, yeah, go on then. I will get the singlet from this cartoon. And it's Whoa. just a green singlet with a H on it. <laughs> but because I know what that means, it's just that little Easter egg of this is a big thing for me. That's fucking cool. And that's very much what implanted kink in me for wrestling singlets as well. This one cartoon, because they were wearing green wrestling singlets with white t-shirts. I love when they wear a t-shirt underneath a wrestling singlet. It turns it into like, you know, practice. Uh And then they were also wearing the ear guards. And I fucking love wrestling ear guards because when you put that on someone, their IQ drops like 40 points. Like visually, they just look so dumb. Yeah, because also the mouth guard. I think that like mouth guard ear guards you just look like a dumbo exactly but as soon as you put the ear guards on it like squares out the whole face <laughs> hot another one from that same era was kim possible oh kim possible call me beat me if you want to reach me yes what's the search <gasps> so what's the search the episode of that which i want to talk about is uh ron stoppable oh is this the one where oh, no, Wait. Ron. Is it called Ron Stoppable? He's called Ron Stoppable. That's yeah, his no. name. Wow, what's the episode? Like, it's it's all about the magic Henchco yes. henchman ring. Where he, he becomes... puts it on and then he becomes this huge muscle guy. There's definitely a muscle theme going on here. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, you like muscles. It, I do like muscles, but I okay. specifically like the visual of small guys getting to become big temporarily. Okay. And like okay. really getting to feel the power that comes from that. Do you then like real muscles or do you just like the balloony cartoony like, I like muscle both. suits um oh, okay. i talk with I, I have an absolute power uh trip actually where because i'm like kind of a minor celebrity oh. <laughs> um when i talk with people online they're like oh my god i love your work and i'm like um well i love your body can you just like flex for me right now and then they just oh, send me a, and then they just send me a photo of them flexing <laughs> and it's like because like if i met them in person i would just be like a quivering wreck because they're just like you're so much bigger than me please don't hurt me that is funny see i like the bully thing but i don't like bully it's well no i like bullying but i'm not i don't experience physical attraction so i'm just not interested in the physical presence i am really turned on just by extremes Uh so when i see muscle guys who have like put so much effort into being huge Mm -hmm. and then i also get like I think I often ask muscle guys is, can I see a photo of you before you started growing? Oh, okay. Because I love seeing that, like, what you were yeah. to what you've now become. Kind of like gaining. Well, yeah, exactly. But it's it's the real life transformation. Yeah. They have transitioned from being that to this. Yeah, yeah. And they're still not done yet. <laughs> um, okay, what else you got? But, you know, so on the Ron Stoppable muscle yeah, thing, yeah. it was just yeah. that thing of, I've drawn parodies of it as well, but just that instant, absolute ballooning beef up hot on the same tangent as that there was once this show in the 80s called weird science yeah there was a movie which then a series was made from but it was that very much a transformation of the week system yeah where each episode had a different zany plot Mm -hmm. but one of the ones which really stood out to me was one where they asked well they wished with the computer genie that they could be buff they wanted to just be muscular right now so she zaps up this muscle suit Mm -hmm. which um is why i'm now horny for the smitterson muscle suits because <laughs> it really reminds me of this one episode of this show from the 80s where it's kind of a rubbery suit in the show anyway and mm. this nerdy guy pulls it on and then he's zipping it up because it's got this zipper in the center of the chest mm-hmm. and then lightning strikes and they get all the crazy effects as um the muscles on it start to inflate 
and it's just incredible because it's got that whole um every time muscle inflates he's like whoa and it's kooky zaniness love that and then the crazy sound effects as well because when it inflates you hear like that balloon inflation yeah very that and you don't have that kind of kookiness anymore yeah it makes me think of the goofy movie where his son has that nightmare where he turns into Goofy. Yeah, no, I'm horny for that too. It's not yeah. on my list, but I am very horny for that. I've spoken to many people yeah. who are also horny for that because I love specifically foot growth. Yes. Ugh. Like shoe bursting. Yes. Well, because it means we then have to put the clown shoes on. <laughs> and then I can outgrow them. Mm-hmm. Okay, just keeping an eye on the time because we have to wrap up, but tell me what else is on your list. Uh, so yeah, Weird Science, just because it was that whole thing of a nerd again becoming yeah. a jock, but in this really crazy way of having a magical item, mm-hmm. which of course goes into things like Goosebumps, uh, Tales from the Crypt, Twilight Zone. Yeah. I love a magical MacGuffin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all love a special magical item. In my work, it's why I so often draw like Acme items in. Yeah, I love those. Because it's just like, Acme is such a well-known <laughs> concept from Looney Tunes. You slap Acme on it, and you're like, this is a cartoon. Yeah. And as far as I'm aware, Acme's not copyrighted, so I'm free to no, use it's it. Not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, final two things are uh, movies, which um, I'm really horny for Zoltar from the movie Big. You know, the machine that he wishes on. It's a genie in a box, uh... it's a fortune telling arcade machine. Okay. But it has, in the movie, it has this kid go up and say, I wish I was big. Uh-huh. And then Zoltar does his whole like breathy thing because he's just a machine. And then he puts out a card which says wish granted and then the kid wakes up as tom hanks oh in an adult body and i'm horny for i've said before that body swapping is a really big thing for me but it's that whole mirror reaction of with any transformation someone getting to see their new self and interacting with it (laughs) yes i fucking love that so like when he wakes up and he's in front of the mirror he's flexing he's feeling all his body hair he obviously does that kooky thing where he opens his underwear and be like oh Okay, that's just reminded me of a huge one for me, which was R.L. Stein's The Haunting Hour. There is an episode where a kid gets turned into a clown. So, like, the clowns are sort of stalking him. And they actually didn't look creepy. The main one kind of looked creepy. But, again, the horror thing, like, now that's starting to become... Like, it used to just be kind of freaky, and now it's kind of like, oh, wait, I like that. But, yeah, they, like, grab him, center ring, everyone's laughing, stuff him in a box... And then turn the turn the jack in the box thing. Shadow introduced me to this when I had him Fuck. on my podcast. I'd and never seen it before. Show him it the incredible. mirror. Incredible. Isn't it? Isn't it just? When they show him his but, reflection. Oh, I want that to happen to me. But that whole Fuck. idea of being like biologically a clown as well. The puberty <laughs> element of it. <laughs> Ugh. But yeah, no, so with Big and the mirror, it's just like that whole mirror thing. I'm very mirror sexual. <laughs> I need a mirror scene with transformations just because i love that thing of someone truly seeing themselves and having to touch themselves all yeah. over and it's just oh. that whole body exploration <laughs> with sexual. a touch of body horror because it's like what the fuck am i looking at this isn't me yes totally the yeah trauma no, of it. yeah trauma trauma and kink man hand in hand and my final film on my list is bedazzled which was oh. a remake of a i, I want to say 60s or 70s but i really like the brendan fraser version yes from like the 2000s with um but Elizabeth Hurley. Yes. Oh, it's such an incredibly hilarious film. so campy. Film. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love it. Uh, so for people who don't know, uh, Bedazzled has a guy making a deal with the devil where the devil gives him like five wishes, whatever he wants for his soul. And he keeps wishing to be different versions of himself. And again, transformation, it's my kink. But this one touches on so many different tropes that I now hold dear to my penis. <laughs> Because the first time he wishes he was like more sensitive, so he becomes this like sobbing yeah. character on a beach every time he looks at the sunset. He can't look because it's just too beautiful. Yeah. Then he wishes that he was um, rich and powerful, yeah. and he wakes up as a <laughs> Mexican or Spanish drug lord. Yeah, he but the interesting up. thing about that was he suddenly can speak Spanish, and he's just so amazed that Spanish is coming out of his mouth. Yeah. And that's a trope I love when you're forced to speak a language that isn't yes. your own. Yeah. And like yeah, yeah. you're aware of it, you can't turn it off. Yeah. Hot, hot, hot. Yeah. After that, he then wishes that he was um a total jock. Sorry, so when he... you said hot, I was like honk, honk, honk. <laughs> but then he turns into like a seven foot basketball player. Yes, yeah. But yeah. he's blonde, he's so stupid, and he just keeps talking about how like it's all about being good at the game and how great yeah. he is at the game and how much he loves the game. Mm-hmm. And it's like he's just so dumb. And it's so hot. And then 
he goes to the locker room and he has a tiny penis. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Great. So then in the next one, he wishes that he was hung, sophisticated, rich as well. And he wakes up as a very hung, gay uh, socialite. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's it's transformation porn. Yeah. Absolutely. Because it's just this wish fulfillment, which I love. I love a genie anyway. Give me monkey paw every day. Oh, Wishes shit, can yeah. never go right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't I, want them to go right because if they go right, it's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be funny. <laughs> My porn needs to be funny. <laughs> it does like so. My porn needs to be I've funny. been drawing porn for like eight years now. This year is my eighth year. And for the first four years of it, I would not draw a penis. I refused to because I said to myself, I made like an oath that there is enough grungy porn out there. Yeah. Of really serious porn where it's all about sex. I don't want my work to be about sex. It's about fetish. If I put a penis in, it distracts from the fetish. Okay, I want to like talk about fucking clown porn, but then this will be three episodes because we've already gone over like two. I'm sure you would be cut a whole lot out, but uh, I don't know because I, I want to talk about penises, though. Okay, fine. Talk to me about penises. So I I completely avoided drawing penises just because it was this thing of a penis means sex, and I don't want to draw sex. I don't want to talk about sex. I want to talk about fetish. Mm-hmm. Sex is separate from fetish. Yes. In my brain, I know that loads of other people have sex and fetish, but yeah. in my work, it's not about sex. Mm-hmm. In my kink, it's not about sex. When people message me saying like, "When does the sex happen?" I'm like, "It doesn't." Mm-hmm. I once drew a comic where. Um, I think I had like a sex dog turn uh, his handler into a sex dog. Hot. And then uh, on the final panel, I had the sex dog say, in the next panel, we have sex. And mm. all the comments were like, where's the next panel? Uh-huh. And it was like, you, you weren't getting the joke. Yeah. I don't want to draw sex. I, I sometimes do draw sex now, but it was just this training my art style specifically as well. And my storytelling to not have to rely on drawing a cock. So then in the next two years after that, I said, I will only draw a penis if it's funny. The penis has to be there as part of a joke. Yeah. And so I did that. And now I kind of draw penises a lot more freely, but because I've kind of gone on this journey with penis. (laughs) (laughs) My penis journey, if you will. I have my own, I have my own connection with what I think about dicks in art. I mean, I always want the dick to be funny only because it's not interesting to me. Genitalia is the least attractive part of anyone so i'm not looking forward to drawing it so i want it to be like a silly spectacle if i'm if i'm requested to you know put it in well that's kind of why i like silicone as this whole yeah thing because it's turning the dick into an unusable slab of meat you're literally turning it just into trophy meat because it's useless (laughs) it can't do anything it's just there as a status symbol because people are like oh my god your dick is huge it's like it's also unusable <laughs> and that's hilarious and sexy at the same time uh, <laughs> yes i'm i'm with you on that and i like goofy proportions so like i'm i'm totally getting that okay fuck we <laughs> we could literally do this forever i'm I've, i i think i can get this down into two episodes so let's call it there but before before we go ladies and gentlemen do you have any final questions for me though um, so many, we're going to have to do this again. That's my main question is we're doing this again, right? Uh, again, like I struggle so much to find other people who are into as many different kinks at the <laughs> passion I'm at with it. Cause I yes. just, I really like talking about kink. I just love kink. I just love kink. I just want to talk about kink all the time. Just to jump back to previous things I've said about OnlyFans and just for fans. Oh, okay. I'm not going to shame anyone for making money out of what they do. I really appreciate those platforms being there as yes. great places for sex workers in the the world we live in right now but even though i have a subscribe star because i got kicked off patreon mm-hmm. i still post so much of my work publicly because i want to talk about kink i don't want to put it behind paywalls yeah. for me the joy in fetish and in terms of how i do fetish because my work is there to make people smile as well as have boners yeah i want them to be talking points i love yes. when people message me and they're like oh my god you drew this thing like five years ago and I've, yes. I go and look at it every single day and I'm like, oh my God, that's incredible. I didn't even like that piece, but it yeah. had that impact on you. That's the power of fetish. Yeah, I fucking love that. And also- It's why like, I talk about cartoons so much as well, because it's just, it's this thing which has stayed in your brain yes, all this time. Yes, the images. And like those early, like porny kind of things 
I, I, it's so fascinating to me what everyone's kind of thing was. Well, you must have seen my um, Twitter thread that's been yeah. going for three years now, yeah. starting with the guy with the massive bull ring. Yes. I yeah, just yeah. keep adding to that list because it's, fascinating. it's getting so hard to actually find this stuff now. I know. It's really hard to find Censorship old, walls like, are coming oh. up. The internet does delete itself. It's so You've got to save what you like yes. and put it somewhere. And I've got a vault of clown porn because what's out there just isn't... Dude, I want to do this clown porn rant, but we're just going to have to save that for another time. But just like, it's... Ugh, it's I so like fucking posting. frustrating. I like posting all this stuff that matters to me because I know there are other people out there who've seen okay. it as well and it impacts them as for well. For example, there is a video. There is a video that I know exists. I have four screenshots from it that are screenshots that like I screenshotted pictures from it. So I haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. It is the only like serious, actual, proper, goofy, ridiculous, full costume clown porn. It looks incredible. I have posted it on FetLife. I have been trying to find it for well over a decade now. People know where they saw it, but nobody can link me to it. Nobody can Mm -hmm. find it. Nobody can find the original. Nobody can find the person. I keep hitting a dead end. I might see if Twitter is the place. It's where I go when I'm trying to find stuff. Um, I often go on whole days, sometimes even weeks, where I try and find a single image. And I always do it in the end. Uh, I call it porn spelunking. Because there is no spunking going on. No, I know. Actually, that's kind of frustrating. I never spunk because I'm I'm looking for it so hard. Yeah. And it just becomes a mission. If, if I came, all motivation would go. Yeah. And I well, got a laser focus. Speaking of the paywall <laughs> thing, like I totally have this because I have a just for fans, which I would make free, but the lowest thing is five quid for a month. But I don't fucking post to it anymore. So I think I just... Like, I want to. I want to. I really do. But like I said, I, I'll post like a thousand things and then nothing for ages. You know what I mean? And it's just I am like, awful even just with um, charging correctly. So like my subscribe yes, star is very like... Difficult. My subscribe star is like five pounds a month and I post like at least a hundred images there a month. Oh my God. And that's like, I know that I should be charging more, but because my drive with what I do is talking, sharing, discussing fetish... I don't want to charge a lot of money. I make enough money to get by. I don't feel a need to go hyper-capitalistic with it. Do you know what? I think we should collab. Um, no, but seriously, let's make feelings. some fucking... I just have a lot of feelings. Uh, I'm serious about that clown porn. I want to make that. Let's fucking do it. I'm actually going to be in a clown porn soon. Anyway, because there on is your, a studio. By yourself, or...? No, no, no. A studio has... Uh, I, I, I'm... A, oh, well, I can't talk about it yet. <laughs> anyway, I gave you homework. What's your yay for the day? Oh, it's been... It's been a very d- depressing year for me so far, to be honest. I'm just going to say getting to be in a fong for a full week last week. Awesome. That's Honestly, great. Honestly... It was just, my little gaycation was wonderful. <laughs> it was great. Like, I don't consider myself attractive, personally. I know that I'm attractive to other people, yes. but whoever really feels attractive to themselves. Well, so it's not your to, business. You don't have to fuck you. Ex- well, exactly. Um, but getting to have my little himbo pool boy mm-hmm. fantasy for a week was delightful. That's great. That's a great yay. Okay. Mine is, I'm actually just going to pick one of the things we were talking about, and I'm going to choose Scooby-Doo, because Scooby-Doo, I think I've already made Digimon one of them, so I'm going to go with Scooby-Doo, which is hugely impactful for all the reasons we talked about, but also I just fucking love it. Did you recognize my t-shirt, though? Do you recognize it? Yes. (laughs) I just got it last week. It's a, I met the ghost of which, uh, I met the ghost, no. I met the ghost of Oak Haven. Uh, Oak Haven and lived. It's very cool. And I've been seeing it on Redbubble for like five years, and I just only bought it this last weekend, but it haunted me so much because this is like low-key cosplay. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, Zombie Island, which just goes... Ah, anyway, I could talk about Scooby-Doo forever, but I love Scooby-Doo. It's awesome, and pretty much every iteration of it is brilliant, except for except for Velma and a couple early ones. But anyway... It's all great. I will say, like, I, I love the Mystery Inc. show. Myster- uh, Mystery Incorporated was fantastic. What's New Scooby-Doo was fantastic. Um, Scoob was okay. Not great. Um, all the movies are fantastic. The original series has its own charm, and but also its own problems. Uh, 13 Ghosts just don't make, was Just don't make something. me watch the Scrappy-Doo cool show. School. Scrappy-Doo show, not great. Do you know what is good is, what's it called? Uh, Scooby-Doo, Get a Clue Scooby-Doo. The one that looked like it was going to be terrible because it looked like Family Guy, but it was actually quite good. Anyway, um, where can people find you online? 
face pop silver everywhere basically fantastic and as always you can find me on twitter at Stota. you can actually google you can actually google my actual real name and i now come up as well which is delightful because i don't really ever use it anywhere yay well it's your signature yeah. it is but because i don't type it anywhere it's like algorithms yeah algorithms man uh thank you so much for doing this uh this has been awesome and i cannot wait to do it again a topic i really want us to talk about sometime uh maybe i'll have to have you on my podcast <gasps> oh my god okay. but, uh there's one kink i really want to talk about which i think you will also uh be good at with uh-huh. but it's the trope of omnipotence okay i i have a real i oh, the thing i'm thinking of is like um, the trope of when people, someone's given like a project, you know, projection power, and they can make whatever yeah, they yeah. want, and they accidentally, yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like um, Willow and Buffy had a spell that did that. Enchant yes, also, they did that um, as well. Example would be Thanos with the Reality Stone. Thanos, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I bring Love it up because I'm wearing this T-shirt from the Witch's Ghost, and I remember when uh, the villain in this suddenly gets all the witch's powers. Mm-hmm. And he like turns the mare into a giant turkey. Yeah, fucking. It's love, just love it's that. just that craziness that comes with unlimited power. Oh, that's I so really want to talk about that with you. Okay, whether it's on this podcast, whether it's on mine or yours, we've got to fucking do it. I'm gonna we're gonna do this again so that we can talk about clown porn. <laughs> anyway, have a good night. Thank you for listening. Ooh, I don't know what I'm doing. I I don't do have. You a ha- so- do you have a theme song yet? Yeah, I don't sing it. You should, because uh, like I've been watching a little. I've been watching Ugly Betty recently, and that has a that doesn't have a theme song, but it kind of does because there's this opening jingle, which I can never remember when I'm not watching the show. <laughs> but like, if you just go the doo doos to it, it's like that's suddenly the theme song. <laughs> the doo doos, haha, <laughs> doo doo. All right, and join us next week as we go under the big top. That's my sign off. <laughs>